Welcome back to the Mommy Mindset Podcast. I am so excited because this week is a very, very big week. Um, It is my birthday week, but I also did a podcast swap with a really good guest. Um, I'm so glad that we were able to connect. She's a fellow mama, fellow podcaster. So um, this week I have Emily Hardy on the podcast. She is the um, owner and host of the Worthy Mother podcast, which I was on just earlier this week. So go ahead and click over to her podcast for our interview that we did on her podcast, which was kind of um, this podcast and hers kind of goes hand in hand of the general topic of just, you know, self-care, self-love as a mother and putting yourself first and what that looks like, you know, in different scenarios. So I'm really excited to have Emily on the episode. Emily is a motherhood and support and mindset coach. She is passionate about challenging the societal narratives around motherhood and success that contribute to the feelings of mom guilt and shame for so many women. She's a former elementary school teacher. I could tell because she is so sweet. She's now a multi-passionate entrepreneur focused on uplifting women. She believes in the power of education, shared experiences, and community to change the world for the better. She lives in Central Coast of California with her husband and two young boys. So I'm really excited to introduce Emily to the podcast. Yay, well, I have Emily Hardy on the podcast today. Hi, Emily. How are you doing? Though I am doing so great. I have a fresh haircut. I'm just feeling myself this morning. So really excited to be here and getting to like follow up our conversation that we had I know it's it was so good and so liberating with that episode that we did. I wanted to continue on and on and on, but I know that's what we're here for. So <laughs> um, I kind of already um, told my audience about you, but kind of um, introduce yourself to us and your background and where you're at now and all the things. Yes, I would love to. So I'm Emily Hardy. I am a motherhood support and mindset coach, really focused on self-love and just, you know, giving ourselves compassion in this motherhood experience that we go through. I'm also the host of the Worthy Mother podcast that you were a guest on earlier this week. And I'm just really passionate about having conversations about motherhood. Again, we're all going through this experience and our experiences are unique, but when we're talking about the experiences we have, it really does make a difference in how we're able to handle situations and feel about ourselves. Um, And I used to be an elementary school teacher, my background's in education. And so I like to kind of bring that with me. I have two little boys, a five-year-old and a two and a half-year-old live in California. That's kind of me in a nutshell. I had me muted. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm good. Um, but, well, that's awesome. I'm, I was so happy to connect with you first because we connected so well because we, our podcasts are very, very similar. And even though we are under the umbrella of motherhood and we're both so passionate with helping other moms, that's why it was a no brainer to be on each other's podcasts because, I mean, we have so much in common 
that, you know, I highlight the mindset part of it and you highlight the self-compassion, self-love part of it, which I always love that part as well. I try to speak on it and act on it for myself as much as possible. So you highlight that so much on, you know, social and your podcast. So let's kind of jump back into our conversation that we're having with showing up for your kids like we do every day is also means to show up for ourselves every day too. And showing up for yourself looks like so many different ways in different seasons, because we talked about that as well, different seasons that we're in during motherhood, during life. But one of them, the main one is the self-compassion. So what does that mean for you? And kind of how have you implemented that in your motherhood journey and in your life? Yeah, so self-compassion to me means just kind of accepting where you're at. And that doesn't have to be like uh, feeling apathetic about growth or anything like that. But just knowing that like you are who you are, you're doing what you can. And sometimes that's not going to look exactly the way you want or you expect it to look. In motherhood, there are so many expectations. And in womanhood and just being a person in today's world, right, there's so many expectations on us. And for moms in particular, a lot of those expectations have to do with showing up perfectly as some perfect ideal image of what it means to be a mom, which means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And we get messages about a lot of different things of what we should be doing and how we should be showing up. And the level of perfection expected from us is so beyond what we're able to do, what we would ever be able to do, what anyone is able to do. And so self-compassion is really having that full understanding of our situation, knowing that, yeah, sometimes we might be like, I'm killing this whole mother motherhood thing. Like I'm doing such a good job. It's awesome. But there's going to be times where we feel differently. We might feel like, oh, I'm having a really hard time right now, or I'm doing fine, but I'm still not living up to those expectations. And so to really understand where those expectations are coming from and then accept that we are who we are and we're only as perfect as we are. We're not going to be this maximum level perfect. It's just not going to happen. And so there's a lot of acceptance and awareness around that that comes with self-compassion. Um, for me in my life, it's, I mean, it's something I work on daily and I tend to be pretty good at like, you know, okay, I don't want to have the super high expectations that aren't necessary for different things. Um, and knowing that like, I can have self-compassion when my kid is eating cereal for dinner because that's just what happened that night. And that's okay for me because he had a great lunch at school and we're going to let it slide. It's good. I'm, I can kind of walk away from that without the guilt um, in a lot of moments. However, there's a lot of times where it feels like, oh my goodness, again, I'm not living up to this expectation. Other moms are doing it better than me, or I'm not doing it to this, this level of perfection that I see. And even as somebody who speaks on this and has studied like the societal impacts of motherhood or the societal impacts on motherhood and all of this, it's still something that I find, you know, I get those tinges of mom guilt and feeling like, wait, I'm not doing good enough. And so it really is when I get those feelings stopping and being like, wait, is this actually important to me? what I'm worried about. And if it is, okay, maybe it's something to work on, but I can give myself grace and have compassion in working on that. 
a lot of times though, it's something that it actually isn't important to me. And bringing that awareness to it is so key for me. Um, and it's, it's something that I really like helping moms do as well. Other moms. I love that. And <laughs> when you said that, is this important to me? Let's dive into that. Cause I also saw yeah. on your podcast, you have a episode of why it's so important to identify your values as a mom. Yes. Because that is so important. And I love that you spoke on that. So kind of tell us a little bit of, of that, of why, how that kind of goes hand in hand, identifying your values, because if you value it, it's important to you. And if it's important to you, you work on it and it kind of helps you block and cut off everything else that's not serving you as a mom or that is working or not working in your household. Yeah. So there's so much to this conversation, but I think what's really like fundamental to understand is that as humans, we kind of go into autopilot in a lot of ways. And that's important. It would be exhaust. I mean, it is exhausting making all the decisions we make, but it would be exhausting if we had to put like full consciousness into every decision we made ever, right? Like that's just, we make a lot of decisions during the day, yeah. um, like a lot. I think it's something like 32,000 decisions per day. And as moms, those, a lot of those decisions impact our kids. And so we have to somewhat be on autopilot, but a lot of times we are kind of set, our autopilot is set on societal standards, societal expectations, what the outside world tells us we should want. And so again, if we're not bringing awareness to what we actually want, what's actually important to us, we're going to be judging ourselves compared to some outside standard. And that leads to a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of just doing things that aren't actually aligned. You know, something we see this a lot in um, moms who maybe, you know, identify as stay-at-home moms, moms who are at home with their kids and maybe the primary caregiver during the day. And what is expected of that role? This is just one example, but like what is expected of that role? And if we look at that, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of expectations on that role. A lot yeah, of expectations that are just not going to be realistic, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. fully a job. And let's say that that mom really in her heart of hearts values, like doing something, writing or doing something with her time that is not just caring for the kids, caring for the house, all those things. Mm -hmm. If you don't take the time to intentionally check in, like, what is it that I want and value here? Then there's not, you're not going to make the time for your writing or your dream that you have that you want to follow. And that's, I mean, that's just one really specific example, but it's the way we spend our time has to do with these values and the, the things that we actually want and what's important to us. And then there's the other side of like, okay, my house isn't perfectly clean. I feel bad about that. Okay, wait, do I need my house to be perfectly clean all the time? Is that actually important to me or do I just need it to be you know, kind of picked up at the end of the night a little bit. Like <laughs> what's, what is actually important to you? It's different for all of us. But if we kind of just go with what society says, then there's a lot of negative effects of that that can happen. Yes. Yeah. And I love how you kind of broke it down because I'm all about, I love giving like action steps on the podcast and that's, you know, number one is identify your values and what they are, what's important to you and what's not, 
like to you and your household and not what you expect from like society or what they should think yeah. about you and being the stay at home mom, because, you know, I'm not one, but I can, you know, me staying home just a little bit when I had my second, it was kind of a very big shift. And that is a big job to be a stay at home mom. I know a lot of moms that are stay at home moms and homeschool moms and just them alone, that example, so much is expected of them. And then, like, if something doesn't get met or something isn't done, it's like, well, what have you been doing all day? But, you know, we have to remember stay-at-home moms have so many hats and yeah. basically jobs that they're doing for free. So, but that's important <laughs> as even a working mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your career and you have your job, but then you have your home life. And it's like, what's important to you so you can... The second step that I wrote down was make the time for because I'm all about that. I help other moms identify kind of how to optimize their time because as moms, we only have like little teeny tiny pockets of time for ourselves or for things to do because we have so much to do. And so I love to help other moms know how to optimize their time, but it's hard to do that when your values aren't clear and what's important to you. Like when you really sit down and identify that, and not what's important. I mean, this could step on toes, but not what's important to your husband or, you know, your family or your friends think is important for you. It's what's important to you. And then, like you said, if you have a hobby that you want to do, if you have a side hustle, then you make time for it because you make time for things that are important for you. So I love how you kind of broke it down, like identify your values and make the time for it. Um, and diving into that, so why do you think just self-compassion is important in our everyday lives? Because nowadays it is such a buzzword and self-love and give yourself grace, mama, and like all the cute little stickers and all that. But it's like it's more than just the same and it's easier said than done. And I like to get real of like, what does that really look like when someone is like really struggling with it? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's almost so a lot of times when we, you know, it's easy to say like we're our own worst critic and there's some truth to that, but especially with motherhood and also just with existing as a human in this world, a lot of times that negative self-talk actually comes from messages that we're taking in from society and perceiving Um, like this is what I'm supposed to do. And so those narratives that we're telling ourselves, they actually don't even really belong to us. So we may be our own worst critic, but we're also taking in things that we're being told are wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's no way to live our life. We're never going to be getting it right. hundred percent of the time. We're not going to be getting it right. 90% of the time, like this, these standards, these expectations are so far from realistic. They're contradictory. They're just not real. And nobody's out there living these ways, right? If we're thinking about comparing, it's like nobody's perfect. So even Mm. comparing to some external perfect model of a mom is just, it does nobody any good. Um, But really like understanding that and understanding 
how, what you're telling yourself, like, is it actually important to me? Again, it comes back. It really does come back to like understanding what you value and what's important to you in your role as a mom, in your life, all of these different things. When we are able to really be clear on like, what do I actually care about? We can let go of the rest and just be more compassionate. And then the things that we do care about knowing that like, again, we're not going to be perfect at those things. We are living in a complex world. We are complex people Mm -hmm. and showing up for ourselves also means accepting that we're not going to be getting it right all the time. Um, It's a lot easier said than done. There's a lot of, most of us have a lot of um, conditioning to feel these ways and think these thoughts these, you know, telling ourselves we're not doing it right. But I really, really do believe that awareness of what's going on and awareness of why you're having those negative feelings towards yourself and towards what you're doing is like the big, the biggest piece of being self-compassionate. And then when we are self-compassionate, when we do give ourselves grace, it has an impact on like our kids too, right? We're able Mm -hmm. to like show them like, yeah, I'm not perfect because we're not expecting them to grow up and be perfect. Yeah. And so just, just kind of knowing that and holding that, it's like, it doesn't mean let yourself like let everything slide. It doesn't mean have low expectations and standards for yourself, but just knowing like I'm human, (laughs) right? That's, it's important. And knowing other moms are human too, and they're not going to be getting it right. And so not judging and shaming and things like that too. Yeah, because I think that's natural is when first is like self-judging, but then Mm -hmm. also kind of reflecting it back and judging on other moms. But I think more we do more than judging is a comparison Mm -hmm. of my, oh, my friend has her son and all these things and, oh, they go and do this as a family when we don't do that. But that really not like you said serving you and it's like again i like to really you know separate the fact of what works in your household you know won't work in someone else's and just because you know vice versa and when we want to compare ourselves we're really just kind of tearing ourselves down and like you said those negative beliefs come up and we are And it's also important, too, because what we talked about on your podcast was showing up for ourselves is also kind of, you know, taking care of ourselves. And that means physically, mentally, spiritually. So what are you thinking about yourself? And if you have negative thoughts about yourself and but you expect your kids not to have those negative thoughts as well, then that's, you know, that's not really aligning and you're not being the role model that you should to your kids when you're having those negative thoughts. So how do you help moms get through those negative thoughts to, you know, overcome them? And not saying that they're going to completely stop having those because, I mean, as moms, we have like a million thoughts a day. And most of it is, you know, I'm not doing this right, or I'm comparing, or you're thinking about your to-do list. So how do you help moms kind of overcome them those negative thoughts when they show up. Yeah. So if we think about like thought management and how our thoughts impact our feelings about the world, about ourselves, 
and how then that impacts how we act, how we show up, how we exist, right? Um, identifying what our thoughts actually are has to be the first step in kind of overcoming that pattern. A lot of times, again, we can't always be completely conscious of these things because it would be exhausting, right? Like it's, we have to go into kind of autopilot. That's just being a human. But what ends up happening is a lot of times this dialogue in our head, these thoughts are happening and we're not actually like identifying what am I saying? to. So when you identify the thought that you're having, if you're having like a lot of times it shows up as like mom guilt, feeling guilty, like you did something wrong and then shameful about what you did or how you showed up or what you didn't do, whatever it is. Like I'm, this is, I'm not doing this right. And we can identify that feeling, but what's really important is to like, actually think about what did you think? What did you, what is the thought that caused that feeling? Because there's always a thought that causes that feeling, right? It's not Mm -hmm. like you, your kid ate cereal for dinner. So you're a bad mom. That's not a direct thing. There's a thought that happens there of like a good mom would make a home cooked meal or whatever the thought is. There could be so many different things. So uh, there's so many different thoughts that could be causing that feeling of mom guilt, the guilt and shame, but we have to really get clear on what that thought is. Again, if it's like good moms cook home cooked meals every evening, every night. And if we can identify that, even sometimes just identifying the thought, you're like, wait, I don't actually think that. And that can be enough to like kind of get rid of that, that negative feeling Um, Sometimes it's not that simple, right? Sometimes it's like we do think, okay, I just said something to my kid that I'm not happy about, or I, you know, I snapped, I reacted in a way that I don't like. And I feel like a shitty mom. I feel like a bad mom at this point because of that. And identifying the thought may not just fix it, right? We may still feel like, okay, I'm not happy with the way that I responded in that situation. I'm not happy with the way I acted. But understanding that the go-to doesn't have to be, I'm a bad mom. And so we identify that thought, I'm a bad mom. That gives us the opportunity to say, you know, something different. Think something different. Like, I'm a human and I have emotions and I can't always regulate the way that I would like to. And that's okay, right? It doesn't have to be like completely dismissing whatever happened. Sometimes there are things that, you know, we're not happy about. But just knowing that like the thoughts, the immediate thoughts don't have to stay these super negative thoughts that we so often go to. And to be able to change that, we have to identify what the thoughts are, what that negative self-talk is. Yeah, I love that. Because if you don't identify it and know and be aware of it, know that it's there, you Mm -hmm. can't be aware of it and stop it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just like a cycle keeps going and going. But I mean, I think I mean, we've all thought it in motherhood that I'm a bad mom, my baby mm-hmm. fell, or that my kid got a bad grade on something and I'm a bad mom because I didn't do X, Y, and Z. But like you said, I think we should stop having that thought because it's just, I don't even think it's true. Like, if yeah. you're showing up for your kids, most of the time, if you are listening to this podcast, you are a good mom. Because if you're listening to podcasts and you're trying to be a better person and a better human overall, you are not a bad mom. 
that the thought that you could shift it to is always, okay, what areas can I improve? Because yeah, just identifying your thoughts and seeing, okay, I did this and I snapped on my kids or I didn't do this. And how can I improve so it doesn't happen again? And because like you said, we're all human Mm -hmm. and we're all just trying to be better because we're trying to raise little humans to be better. Yeah. But you can't expect that of kids if you're not also doing that for yourself. And so I always like to have, um, I mean, even with, you know, younger kids to like five and under, because my son's already 10. So he is very well aware of like what he, the good and the bad. But I think having open conversations with your kids are so, so important, especially under five. Because it helps them identify, oh, like I'm feeling this this emotion mm-hmm. of embarrassment, of anger, of sadness. Why? And if we can just be open with our kids, you know, because I've snapped at my son um, plenty of times. And so instead of just kind of brushing it under the rug and be like, okay, you know, back, you know, back to our scheduled broadcast, but... but <laughs> It's like, you know what, son, I'm sorry. I think apologizing as a parent is very, very important mm-hmm. because we can own our actions and then, you know, correct them. Um, because I feel like growing up, some of us didn't have that with our parents. So kind of switching it and instead of having this internal battle, you kind of explain it with your kids. You know, I'm sorry that I... I acted like that. I'm sorry that I got mad at you. Let's talk about how we can both be better. And, you know, and it goes back into what is working for you and your family and finding what that works and just having open conversations with your kids. So next time when, I mean, as parents, as moms, I know I make my son mad by telling him to clean his room or telling him to do that, whatever. And I want him to be open with me on that, too. It's like, you know, I'm upset, Mom. It's like, well, why? I got to clean my room. Well, this is why, because, you know, I'm trying to teach them good habits. Mm -hmm. So having that open conversation is really, really important because it helps our kids identify their emotions. And at the same time, having self-compassion for themselves. Because I see it, too, with... um, some of the some of my friends that have kids like the kid kids nowadays can stay so mad or so upset in their own feelings because they don't know how to really talk about it. What they do is watch TV or get really sucked into electronics and technology mm-hmm. now because that's what we do as parents. Instead of talking about it and really working through our emotions, what do we do? We numb it through Netflix, through social media through food, like we numb it as parents. And so to find what works for us will help also um, our kids find what works for them just by talking about it. Yeah. And I think having self-compassion there too is so important for us to have self-compassion with ourselves, because like you said, the way we were raised, like it's just as a generation, not talking specifics individuals, because obviously it's different home to home, family to family, but the 
the way that our generation was raised was not having these conversations about emotions. And, you know, I think there's probably a lot of people out there who are like, well, my mom did it all and she did it all with grace. And like, why can't I do it all? Why am I not able to show up that way? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times there wasn't that honesty that now we're seeing, you know, having the conversations with your kids, showing them your humanity, because they also are going to grow up to be imperfect humans that snap at people that get angry, that have big emotions. And so seeing that like, that doesn't make you a bad person is so important. Um, And knowing that like, it's a continual growth, we will continue to grow. They will continue to grow and having that open dialogue can be so valuable um, because it really does make a difference for like when they do go out there, they're able to regulate their emotions better because they can identify their emotions. They know how they're feeling and they know the best way for them to respond to that, you know, to give themselves space, cool off, whatever it is. Um, But then also when they do have those moments where they don't react the way, the best way, right, that they also can bounce back from that and know like, okay, I'm not a horrible person just because I wasn't able to manage my emotions in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really important too, because just like moms, we can beat ourselves down. Well, you know, our kids can do that as mm-hmm. well, you know, yeah. as little as four years old. So, and that's why, you know, the conversation that, the overall conversation that we're having that we had on your podcast was what we do as moms and how we show up. And that could be appearance appearances, how we show up in our household, how we show up to work, how we show up with other people is how we carry ourselves in lives, carry on to our kids because mm-hmm. they see that. And it's always said and proven that our kids are sponges of what they hear, but then especially of what they see. Um, And I think, and it comes from as little as my 15 month old. Yeah. Like if I, I make like a, like a, like a funny face and like she starts doing it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny how much they absorb from us. And that's why I think it's so important for moms, not just to, you know, find these podcasts like mine and yours, but to better themselves as moms and as people, because that's what we're all trying to do is just make ourselves a little bit better each day. So our kids can see that. Totally. Oh, you're muted. Okay. (laughs) With going into, with more into self-compassion, what are some um, advice that you want to give moms that are probably just really hard on themselves or, um, that they want, they want to work on how they kind of react to certain situations in motherhood and in life. So what are some advice that you would give to, to those moms? Yeah. Hands down. My biggest piece of advice is to make time for yourself, like just for you, whatever that looks like, For some moms, that might be like literally all I have to start is my drive to and from work. Okay, well, let's be intentional about that drive to and from work. Maybe you listen to a podcast on your way to work that talks about something that you're interested in learning more about or talks about these motherhood issues or whatever it is, right? 
um, something that is benefiting you. And maybe on the way home from work, you spend it intentionally just like checking in with yourself. Like, how am I doing? A lot of times we get in the chaos of life. I mean, it it's a lot. Like there's a lot going on. There's no denying that our society and systems are set up in a way where we are pretty much expected to be on the go. And so when we can slow down intentionally, even if we aren't able to take, you know, really, you know, really take time to ourselves, just making those intentional moments to check in with ourselves and like ask, what do I need? How am I feeling? If you are snapping a lot, I know for me, that was a huge piece of my own journey was like, I was getting really angry when both my kids were even littler, just finding myself getting angry a lot. And I'm like, whoa, I've never felt this level of anger. And realizing like, oh, I have needs going completely unmet and being able to check in with myself, like, what do I need? And for me, it was, I need a lot of space. I need a lot of like time to be myself and just exist. Um, But for different people, it's different things. Maybe you're not moving your body enough or you're like, wow, I'm not even eating during the day. But if we don't stop to think about like, what are the things that I need, then we're not going to be able to do anything about that. Right. And so really the first step in all of it is taking the moments, taking the intentional moments to check in. Um, you can also have conversations with people. I know this is something I, I work with the moms that I work with. We talk a lot about, but it can be like calling a friend and being like, I'm having a really hard time right now. And I need to get to the bottom of this. Like, what can I, what little steps can I take to make sure my needs are getting met when I don't even know what my needs are. And sometimes talking through it can really help get to the bottom of that. Journaling can be a really great practice for that. Just anything that allows you to really check in and like have the internal conversation. I love all of that. I was like, yes, because (laughs) I mean, all that is a conversation of its own because Mm -hmm. that's, that's where I love to thrive and help other moms identify. It's like, Yes. What, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And I love how you mentioned if the only little time that you have to yourself is the drive back and forth to work or even like, cause I do everything in the car. I, Mm -hmm. that is my space. Even if I have my kids in the back, I listen to the music or I listen to a good podcast. I listen to church sometimes in the car. Like I do almost everything in the car. (laughs) But if that's your only sometimes quiet time, that, like how you said, like, be intentional with Mm -hmm. it. Because going back to the action steps that we kind of laid down in this episode is identify your values and what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Because when you find those, you make time for those, just like you're making time for journaling, making time for listening to this podcast right now. But then also be intentional with the little pockets of time that you do have yeah so that 30 minute car ride what can you do it's you know sometimes I am listening to a podcast to help you know my mind and to help me learn a new skill um or to help me learn a new perspective on things but I will also be intentional like I said if I have my kids in the back of the car I'm intentional and I just don't have like a quiet ride with them Mm -hmm. I like to talk with them I like to talk to my baby um, sing with them, ask them questions. 
Um, because it's the small things like that sometimes we don't think about. But if we have more intentional time with our kids, um, you know, and just in general with the things that we do with this quiet time that we have for ourselves to the time that we have with our kids, I feel like we can feel so much more fulfilled. And it's going back to finding what we need. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, a good talk with a friend or sometimes it's a good cry or yes. sometimes it's, you know, just like putting on a good song and singing. And I know like we've heard this before, but it's really so small. It's small things like that that can just really kind of change up our mood, give us a new perspective because there is so much talk about this and there's there can be so much fluff around it. But if we just go back to making it simple, making it easy, like you said, identifying our needs. And sometimes we do have to talk about it out loud. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you feel like you don't have that, because that was me for the longest. Like, mm-hmm. I only had my kids to talk to or my mom. <laughs> you know, I have my mom yeah. to talk to. And, um, you know, that's great because my mom, I always talk to her. You know, if you have that family member or you know, someone to talk to, that's great. But if you are looking for a community, that's why me and Emily have our podcasts, have our communities, because we can be that, you know, that shoulder for you or that ear for you. Um, Because we love kind of helping our moms find a new perspective or finding what they need. Because sometimes we we need that we need a little bit of mentorship and community in motherhood, because that is what helps us get through it. Um, but I just, I loved how you emphasized being intentional because I think this whole year I've, um, that's something that I've been working on a whole lot is how to be more intentional. And if we do that, then kind of not that everything is so easy and everything falls into place. I just think we'll be more fulfilled. And when we're more fulfilled, we're more happy and present in what we're doing and we don't go off, you know, for the 10th time of the day, just because my kid spilt her Cheetos on the ground again, mm-hmm. where my floor <laughs> we're clean, but you know what? You have to see what you can control and see what you can't and just enjoy the small things. Absolutely. And I also, I want to just add in there that sometimes our needs are bigger, like, um, bigger is not the right word, but sometimes it is like, I need to be being creative. Like that's something that as humans can be a very real need. And so knowing that like the connection to self can be a need that we have. And that is oftentimes why having the conversation with others can be so important because if it's not just, Oh, I'm not eating enough or, you know, I need to be sleeping more, those kind of like, okay, I can look at my checklist of what do humans need. It can be kind of complicated sometimes to like identify what's missing. Why am I not fulfilled? And so really, again, it comes down to being intentional about like exploring those different things because you might find that you have unique needs as an individual that you didn't even realize or something that actually makes such a huge difference in your life. Oh my gosh, I love that. 
I love how you put that because that is so true. You just, you saying that, I was like, whoa, like <laughs> my my mind exploded because that is so true because yeah. it just takes me back to when I was first in my, you know, self-discovery journey and personal development. I think that's what came up. It's, I have such a passion for this as an individual, mm-hmm. um, but what I really, really needed and craved was the connection to self. Yeah. And I mean, this can, this can be a whole conversation its own (laughs) because I've also talked about this on my podcast in season one of how it is so important to build yourself up as an individual and the importance to have a really good relationship with yourself because most of the time as usually like younger women too, because I know I've done it. We find that connection somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We try to find it with toxic friends. We always try to sometimes find it with a toxic guy and, you know, outside relationships. But what we really crave most of the time is the connection to ourselves and that relationship or even a higher connection with the universe, with God. Yeah. We sometimes need that. But like you said, it is hard Cause it's not just so, Oh, I just need like something so general and Mm -hmm. literal. I just need sleep or I just need to eat. It can be a deeper need that our soul needs. Yeah. And that's why I love listening to other podcasts, having these conversations because it's not, it makes me know that, okay, it's not just me. You know, I don't, I don't sound crazy when I, know that deep down there's something else and I need Mm -hmm. more but having and talking about it out loud and having these conversations helps you kind of identify okay well what does this mean to me and you know it's needed to go deeper as an individual to understand ourselves better yeah completely I love I love 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 this conversation that we're having (laughs) It's so good, and I know we can go on and on, but with people who want to um, find more and hear more from you, where can um, we find you? Yeah, Um, the best places to find me are Instagram. I'm on Instagram at HonestlyEmilyRose, and talk a lot about self-compassion and, you know, all of these different things that we've talked about here, taking care of ourselves, all that good stuff. Um, and then also I have my podcast, the worthy mother podcast, where it's, it's pretty much everywhere. It's on YouTube even. So you can definitely find that. We just had a conversation earlier this week. So if you're listening to this the week that this episode comes out, you can go find like part one of this episode. You don't have to necessarily listen in order, but, um, just more of this conversation about showing up for ourselves. So that's where you can find me and feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, one last thing, because I know you asked me, so I'm going to ask you, Yes. what is a self-care practice that you are currently doing that you like to share with us to maybe, so we can try? Yes. So this is something I ask all the moms on my podcast, and it's always so interesting to hear the answers. And I actually have been really inspired recently, and I'm like one of those people who never had a skincare routine. What? And Your skin yeah, is like, 
Well, and that's, I'm just like, it, it's been fine. Like I just wash my face when I take a shower, which, you know, some days with kids is not very often. Like it's not daily necessarily. Um, like I'll take my makeup off with a wipe, but I've been inspired by, you know, people saying, Oh, I have a skincare routine and yeah, it's taking care of my skin, but it's also like intentional time to be pouring into myself with kind of a checklist of sorts. Right. It's like, taking this moment, these are the steps that I have and I'm connecting with myself and taking care of myself. And when we take care of ourselves, it's showing ourselves that we love ourselves, even if we're having a hard time with self-love. And so I've really, that's been like my big thing recently. I'm getting my skincare routine down and it's been really fun. But um, also just my my normal go-to answer for this because I love talking about how I care for myself. And the biggest thing is making time for myself, taking time to do what's important to me, taking time to like exist where it's quiet. I get really overstimulated by the kids. And so for me, it's not like, oh, I need an hour a week. It's like, no, I actually need time every day to make sure that I am like able to hear my thoughts. And so that that's huge for me. Um and important to admit, right? Because I think so often we think that we shouldn't need that. But for me, that's important. Is that time to myself? Mm-hmm. I love that. And it, that's so true because I'm the same way. And when I've, in the past, when I've shared that, it's like, oh, I just need time to myself. And then mm-hmm. sometimes we'll, I'll get remarks from other moms like, well, how do you even do that? And mm-hmm you know, and it's like, again, going back to identifying what's important to you and, you know, that connection to self and, and it's not completely sometimes always look like you shut the door and you <laughs> lock your kids away. It, <laughs> I like to implement and kind of have time to, to myself, but at the same time, you know, my kids are right here with me. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's always important to find that and see how it works for, for your schedule and, you know, for your household. So, but thank you for sharing because I am always, always, I used to sell skincare. So I am a big skincare (laughs) guru. That is my top five of like self care tips that I do is you need a good skincare because when I just like put my skincare on. I don't do my, t- I, I mentioned this to a friend. I was like, I don't do my 10 step skin routine like every mm-hmm. night because you know, like those girls on Instagram, I can't do that every night. Like my daughter is starting to want to play with my stuff in the restroom. So I am lucky if I even put moisturizer and sunscreen on, but you best believe that every day I'm putting on my moisturizer and sunscreen on because mm-hmm. that's my little routine that I love to do. So I love that you're that you're doing that too. I'm learning. <laughs> and it's that's what it is. It's all a learning curve. So yeah. but I loved our conversation on here, Emily. I loved both of our conversations that we had on your podcast and here today. So I want to thank you so much for having you on here and just having this conversation with me for all the moms that are listening and the moms that are needing to hear this and knowing that it's okay and that they're not alone. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that we have gotten to connect and just amplify this really important message. Yeah. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks. Hey babe. So let's be real for a second. I know as a 
busy, ambitious, working mom, we all struggle with the same thing, which is finding time for ourselves and really getting strict on our on our time and prioritizing what's important to us. Because I know we can get caught up in the daily mundane routine that we have with kids and cooking and work and all the things, but... I want to help you really optimize your time because like the saying goes, we all have the same 24 hours in a day and it just sets us apart of how you utilize your time. And I know it can seem really impossible with the little ones running around and all the activities and the mom responsibilities and along with work, but it is possible. That's why I created for you a free guide to help you optimize your time and reprioritize the things that's important to you so you can have more time. Yes, quality times with your kids, quality time with your husband, but especially time for you because it is time for you to put yourself as a priority again. And with this quick free guide, it gives you 10 strategic ways to help you optimize your time and regain that control back of your daily routine. So you can grab that free guide quick to your email box with the link below. So get into taking control back of your time and putting yourself back on the priority list.